Rising Intergalactic Adventures of Captain Flashman, Defender of the Universe! In our last episode, Captain Flashman, his paramour, main squeeze, and fiance Eve Arden, and world-renowned scientist Dr. Krakow saved the Earth from annihilation by deflecting an asteroid that was on a collision course with their planet. After an investigation involving much guesswork, Dr. Krakow determined that the asteroid had been launched from an unknown planet. Unable to return to Earth in their now badly damaged spaceship, the trio headed to confront those responsible for launching the deadly asteroid. After crashing, the trio became separated. Captain Flashman and Eve were captured by Khan the Cruel, and Captain Flashman was forced to fight for his amusement in his hastily named Stone Cold Khan's Cage Match of Cruelty. During the match, Flashman was rescued by Khan's rebellious daughter, the Princess Halo. After being cornered and with no chance of escape, the Princess Halo hurled herself and Captain Flashman over the cliff of infinite height to escape her evil but doting father. Will Captain Flashman survive? Will he be forced to marry the Princess Halo? And what about his true love, Eve Arden? Will she be forced to marry Khan the Cruel? Before we answer these and other questions, let's hear a word from our sponsor, Hargrove's Emulsified Nose Drops. Hello, boys and girls. Captain Flashman is particularly pleased with the number of children who've induced their mothers to try Hargrove's Emulsified Nose Drops. If by chance you have not yet called these nose drops to the attention of your mother, do so at once, because Hargrove's Emulsified Nose Drops are the one nose drop that work in such a way as to make all other nose drops seem like nose drops that don't work in the way that a nose drop might work if it was a nose drop like Hargrove's Emulsified Nose Drops. So when you need a nose drop, there's only one nose drop that Captain Flashman recommends, boys and girls, and that's Hargrove's Emulsified Nose Drops. When we last left the story, Captain Flashman and Princess Halo had hurled themselves over the cliff of infinite height. Luckily, they fell only one level onto Luongo's softest bush, the big branched bushy berry bushy bush. There they were captured by Gregor, the last of the giant dwarfs. Gregor was then attacked by Igor, the last of the dwarf giants. Igor, being a dwarf giant and slightly larger than a giant dwarf, defeated Gregor in an epic battle of mediocrity. Rather than become the captive of Igor, the Princess Halo and Flashman again hurled themselves over the same cliff, only to fall into the leaves of the ferocious strangling tree, the Decidua Strangularum. Oh, Flashman, help! Don't struggle, Princess Halo. But the leaves are enveloping me. That's what they do. They squeeze the life out of you before making their way to your throat, where they strangle the life out of you. They're so efficient, they've been known to kill the same person three times. The key is to stay still. Movement only encourages this dastardly plant. But the leaves are squeezing me. That's because they're deciduous. It's the size of the leaf that gives them the leverage to squeeze so hard. This wouldn't happen in a forest of coniferous trees. That's why deciduous trees aren't used at Christmas. Their sparse branches and bad attitude make them a real holiday buzzkill. The leaves, I... I can't breathe. Hold on. I'll cut them with my sword. Let me just take it out. Now make a few careful chops. Careful, Captain Flashman. With all your movement, the plant will get you too. A plant get me? (laughs) What is it, Captain Flashman? This plant's got me in its deciduous grip. I warned you. I thought I was too smart for this fiendish hardwood. 
But this feature of the Flora family has foiled me. If only this were autumn. Autumn? In autumn, the change in light triggers the loss of leaves in the deciduous tree and is a precursor to the dormant period. I'm not one to brag, but I could handily defeat a dormant tree. Oh, Captain Flashman, are we doomed to die at the hands of this twisted cousin of the Evergreen? I'm afraid so, Princess. This tree has destined us for destruction unless something totally unexpected intervenes. Something that has no antecedent in our adventure thus far and is entirely outside the linear narrative structure that our adventure has followed. Wait, look, a spaceship is landing. This just might be that totally unexpected intervention we've been hoping for. There are soldiers exiting this ship. Are they your father's men? By their mismatched uniforms, I'd say they're rebels. I see. They're probably going to take us prisoner. At least we'll escape the clutches of these diabolical deciduous devils. That's if we're not strangled first. Look, their leader is about to speak. Soldier, attack that tree. Yes, sir. Can you hear me, Princess Halo? Yes. Don't worry. I, Prince Belfast, will save you. Timber! The tree is slain, sir. Good. I hate deciduous trees. My father was murdered by a gang of deciduous trees. Or was it a pack of deciduous trees? I believe it's a forest of trees, sir. A forest? That doesn't sound right. Maybe it's a bevy of trees. I'm pretty sure... You're pretty sure, are you? This from the one who kept telling me it's a tiding of magpies? But it is. Balderdash. Tidings bring you comfort and joy, not magpies. Now enough. Bring me the prisoners. Here they are, sir. Princess, I have delivered you from the clutches of that evil tree. Thank you. I couldn't help but notice that many of your soldiers are women. Yes, Princess Halo. I am an equal opportunity rebel employer. Maybe I live with my head in the clouds and maybe I'm just a Pollyanna. But I have a dream. A dream where one day any woman can walk down any street carrying any size lethal weapon she wants to, and no one will bat an eye. That's a beautiful thought, sir. Thank you, soldier. Now take these prisoners to our hideout so I can decide their fate. Captain Flashman and Eve are then blindfolded and taken to Prince Belfast's top secret hideout, located somewhere so secret that even I do not know. Even though I'd like to be more specific, I can't. This way, prisoners. After walking past a babbling brook, through the enchanted woods, and over the wind-swept plains of Luongo, they reach the rebel camp. Exactly where that camp is, I can't say, so let's just say that they're there and leave it at that. Welcome to my top secret hideout, Princess Halo. Both of you may now remove your blindfolds. Thank you for your hospitality. How do you know my name, anyway? I know your father. Everyone knows my father. He is Khan the Cruel, Emperor of Luongo, father of the planet, and supreme ruler of the universe. He is my sworn enemy, for I am the founder of the Alliance of Rebels of the Southeast. You're the head of Ars. Yes, but we prefer not to go by our acronym anymore. I don't blame you. Do you have a new acronym in mind? Sadly, we are not very good at such things. Our latest idea for a name is Courageous Rebels Against Potentates. Crap. As I said, we're not very good at acronyms. Have you thought of Rebels Against Despots? Rebels Against... Rad? Rad! That's good! I always wanted to be rad. Well, now you are. 
totally rad. My father will be pleased to hear that you've changed your name. He despised defeating Arse. That's rad from now on, princess. But tell me, who is this Earth-like stranger who has a great knowledge of acronyms? This is Captain Flashman. That's Captain Flashman, defender of the universe. And yes, I am from Earth. So, what are you going to do with us, Prince Belfast? You will find out soon enough. But first, do you see that prisoner over there? Yes. Do you know that prisoner? How can I tell? They're wearing a hood over their head and a robe over their entire body. This prisoner also claims to be from Earth. But I do not believe either of you. Two Earth-like prisoners, both from Earth? What's the probability of that? Probability is the chance or measure of expectation that a given event will occur. If you're interested in measuring the probability of your previous statement, then I suggest you take a look at any of Jeff Rosenthal's books on probability. He is an expert in the field. Or at least that's what he's told me on several occasions. I care not about this Rosenthal, so it's highly unlikely that I will read about his musings on the improbable. But down to business. Our hiding place must remain a secret from Khan the Cruel, so Princess... You will be my prisoner, and these two spies, posing as Earth people, must die. Now, get the prisoners in group, soldier. That's called a pity of prisoners, sir. <laughs> no, it's not. I believe, if anything, it's called a cackle. A cackle of prisoners. Dear God. Well, I'm certain that's what it is. Yeah, a cackle of prisoners. Whatever. You are nothing more than a murderous rebel, Prince Belfast, who doesn't know the proper names for animal groupings. Isn't it annoying? It is. And he always mansplains. Mansplains? Yes, that's when a man continually explains things to women in a condescending way that assumes she has no knowledge of the topic. I hope those words weren't too big for you. You are truly an annoying rebel. Say what you want, princess. I've heard worse. Really? As a child on the playgrounds of Pandora 5, I was teased mercilessly about my weight. What could I do? I was a big-boned child. My mother was big-boned. Her mother before her was big-boned. I come from a family of big-boned people. But can you tell that to another child? No. For most see big bones, children only see fat. Fatty, fatty Belfast, they taunted. Night and day. And night. And day again. And sometimes they'd skip the day and go directly to the night. So call me what you want, princess. My heart is steel and I will not waver. Are the prisoners ready for their execution? Yes, Prince Belfast. Both prisoners have hoods placed over their heads, and their left forearms have been bound together, sir. Good. Are you making them partake in the ordeal of the poison daggers? Yes, and we are using dragon's blood. Not dragon's blood? This sounds bad. It's the most deadly of all reptilian blood, Captain Flashman. By dipping these daggers in dragon's blood, the slightest scratch means certain death. You see, dragon's blood is infused with the flesh-eating bacteria that eats nothing but flesh. Soldier, give these daggers to the prisoners. Of course. Once you're separated, we will count to three, and the gong of death will sound, and then you prisoners will fight to the death. And what happens to the winner? We kill him. I don't see the incentive to fight, then. Don't speak of incentive. Now, let us count down. Three, two, two one. one, fight! Just as Prince Belfast utters the words, Captain Flashman leaps back, tears the hood from his head, and severs the cord, binding them together. This throws his enemy off balance, and Captain Flashman easily relieves them of their dagger and tosses both weapons away. Captain Flashman then removes their hood, revealing... Dr. Krakow! 
Captain Fleshman. Well done, Fleshman. I'm glad to see you, Dr. Krakow. After our rocket crashed, I thought you were dead. I was badly hurt. These people nursed me back to health and then made me their slave. I had to sweep floors, wash dishes, and iron uniforms. Uniforms, Fleshman! These hands weren't made for ironing mismatched uniforms. These hands were made for science. You barbarian, Prince Belfast. If you would have let me tell you more about Rosenthal's books, you'd have seen that the probability that we were both from Earth was really quite high. He wouldn't let you explain Rosenthal's hypotheses? No. You are a barbarian, Prince Belfast. And as to your treatment of Dr. Krakow, this woman was the most brilliant scientist on Earth. I'm still alive, Fleshman. Check. She is the most brilliant scientist on Earth. Technically, I am not on Earth. Check. She is the most brilliant scientist in the immediate vicinity who's still alive. Thank you, Captain Fleshman. My pleasure. Stop. Stop. I admit my mistake. You are not spies. You are both from Earth. Let me make it up to you. I would be honored if you were to take my hand and call me your friend. Friend? Yes. You seem surprised? Only because you just tried to kill us. But somehow, contrary to all the available evidence, I have a good feeling about you. Here, take my hand. And mine. And mine. Now, we are friends. So, what's your next move, Captain Flashman? I think the first thing we should do is stop calling me Captain Flashman. That's a bit too formal for me. I'm more of a cardigan-type hero, so from now on, just call me Flashman. I would be honored. Maybe you would like to join me in my fight with Khan? You? Yes, I am the sworn enemy of Khan. Well, isn't it a small world? So am I. It looks like you both have a lot in common. You're right, Dr. Krakow. You should know, though, that I intend to overthrow his government. How? I have invented an electric badger. That sounds promising. In fact, I've invented a whole array of electric rodents. But I'm most excited about the badger. You see, this electric badger burrows underground, and I intend to use it to burrow into Khan's palace. And once there, start a revolution to overthrow his tyranny. So, how exactly does this electric badger work? It has a very long cord. But enough of this technical talk. Are you with me? I am. Me too. Khan has my paramour and main squeeze, Eve Arden. And if we work together... I can save her by riding this electric member of the Weasel family to liberation. You know, Prince Belfast, if you send me back to my father, Khan the Cruel, he would reward you. Send you back to Khan? So you could warn him about our name change? I think she would probably warn him about our plans to overthrow him. That's even worse. I will not warn him. Do not believe her, Belfast. No, Princess. You will remain here as my prisoner. And now we will leave you alone. Alone with this underpaid and overworked guard. Isn't that right, guard? Very overworked. I haven't had a vacation in six years. And what about your pay? Pitiful. It's so bad I'm in debt up to my rebellious ears. Good. And remember, even though you have vital information which could easily thwart our plans, I won't check on you further. Have you got that? I have. Excellent. Come, my friends. Let's fire up my electric badger. As Prince Belfast led the merry band of friends to his split-level garage to fire up the electric badger, only the underpaid and overworked guard and the Princess Halo remained. So, you think I'm your prisoner, do you, Prince Belfast? We'll see about that. Guard, 
Yes, princess? What's your name? Ronkle, my princess. Ronkle? Yes, I was named after Saint Ronkle, the patron saint of unusual names. How fitting. But I... I recognize your face. I thought you might, princess. You fled into exile from my father's kingdom when you were caught stealing, didn't you? That's true, my princess, but I had a good reason for stealing. What possible reason could you have that would justify you stealing? I'm a thief. Then you had every right to steal. If a thief can't steal, then who can? Exactly what I said at my trial, princess. Well, Ronkel, if you were to help me escape... My father would forgive your past indiscretions and make you a wealthy man. Well, that sounds tempting, but I joined the rebels to make amends for my past. He would also make you a regent. How does that sound, rich regent Ronkel? It sounds like the rebels can do without me. You have a deal, princess. Now let the soon-to-be-rich regent Ronkel take you on a shortcut which will get us back to Khan long before that electric badger arrives. Unaware that Halo had escaped with Ronkel, Prince Belfast, Dr. Krakow, and the Flashman race underground to the palace of Khan the Cruel in their space-age burrowing badger. Finally, after much burrowing, the electric omnivore crashes through the floor of the central hall into Khan's spacious palace. Immediately, the three friends set to work to overthrow Khan. Well, my friends, we have arrived. My compliments, Belfast. That was one fast badger. Of course it's fast. It's electric. And my coal fire badger, that was one slow badger. And don't get me started about my kerosene badger. Dr. Krakow, Belfast, shouldn't we stop discussing the merits of fossil fuel-based badgers and open the door so we can overthrow Khan? Good idea, Flashman. Mind the cord. Thank you, Prince Belfast. I would have never seen it. Most don't. That's why the majority of electric badger accidents happen outside the badger. All because of the cord. Prince Belfast, look! We're surrounded by Khan's soldiers. Yes. While we were discussing the safety concerns of electric badger transportation, Khan's men have surrounded us. We must have been betrayed. I'm afraid you're right, Flashman. But how could they know? We took every possible step to keep our mission a secret. I even left an underpaid and overworked guard to keep watch over the princess. I know. We'll just have to fight our way out of here. Everyone, unholster your ray guns. It's no use, Flashman. The armor those soldiers are wearing is ray-proof. I saw it unveiled at last year's science expo for space dictators and other cosmic authoritarians. Damn science. Watch your mouth, Belfast. Sorry, Dr. Krakow. Sometimes science is just a little too clever for its own good. Here comes Khan. I suppose he's going to gloat. And look, Eve is with him. But who's that next to Eve? That is the High Priestess, Bog. Flashman! Eve, thank heavens you're not dead. Nothing can kill me, Flashman. Not unless I'm in your arms. Welcome back to my palace, Flashman. Normally, guests used my front door, but it seems you were so anxious to see me, you came through my floor instead. I only hope you didn't damage my sump pump. A sump pump? I had one installed in all my palaces to protect against flooding and water damage. Since global warming took effect, 
flood damage has been delisted from my insurance policy. Darn those insurance companies. Yes, they're almost as evil as me. Now enough talk of force majeure clauses. Instead, let's welcome our visitors. Guard, show them a little of Khan's hospitality. Lash them to that pillar over there. Which which pillar? The load-bearing Doric column, you know, with with the uh, the fluted ridges and the total lack of decoration on its capital. Uh, I I don't know which. Did you not study your architectural digest and boot camp? Sorry, I, I've forgotten pretty much everything concerning columns, sire. So I suppose you couldn't go into any detail about the difference between a Doric and a Corinthian column. No, sire. Ionic? I've totally blanked. Well, stop blanking. Remember, you're part of Team Con, and as such, you must know your architectural terminology. I'll bone up, sir. Good, but before you bone up, find the prisoners to that column and execute them until they are completely dead. Oh, Flashman, darling, I love you so much. I know, Eve, my dear. I've tried to save you, but we were betrayed. Betrayed by a betraying betrayer whose betrayal betrays the betraying nature of betrayal for any betrayer to see. I don't care if they kill us, Flashman, as long as we die together, forever, dead. Very well, Eve. If you prefer to have Flashman in death, you may have him. Guards, tie her up too, and then proceed with the execution. Shoot, you mangy dogs. We aren't afraid to die. Holier fire, sire. Bog, we are in the middle of an execution. We cannot execute them, sire. What's this? If you were not high priestess, I would have your tongue torn out of your mouth for your insolence. And I would replace it with your liver, which also would have been torn out for your insolence. I ask you to remember, sire, that according to the writ of the all-powerful Tapau, even a traitor has the right to choose between execution and the terrible pit of surprise. True, Bog, I had forgotten about the pit of surprise. On second thought, such deaths might provide much greater amusement than a regular old execution. That's true, sire. And we must abide by the sacred writs if we are not to anger to Pau. However, I see no reason why the girl should die. To Pau frowns on needless sacrifice. You're right, Bog. Sacrificing Eve would anger the gods, so instead of killing her, I will go back to my original plan of marrying her. And Dr. Krakow, since to Pau forbids me to kill you too, you will become my slave of science. I will dress you up in a shabby, coffee-stained lab coat, and you will toil in my laboratory, filling out endless grant applications, all of which will be turned down. <laughs> and you other two shall undergo the terrible test. Flashman, you and Prince Belfast will stand at each end of that narrow platform over there, and armed with long whips, will try to topple each other into the pit. The pit of surprise where a surprise will be awaiting you in the pit the pit of surprise is this another one of those contests where the winner dies of course what is the point of fighting speak not to me of points soldier move the prisoners to their places yes sire and handle them roughly by the collars of course Ow, that hurts. Of course it hurts. They're handling you roughly. They are in place, your grace. Good. 
Now on the firing of the neutron cannon, you'll fight to death. Now everybody join me in the countdown. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Will our Eve be forced to marry Khan the Cruel and become nothing more than a yes queen? Will Dr. Krakow become Khan's slave of science and be forced to fill out endless grant applications that are both pointless and futile? And what about Captain Flashman? Will he and Prince Belfast survive the pit of surprise? To find out the answer to these and many more questions, remember to tune in again next time for another thrilling episode in the intergalactic adventures of Captain Flashman. And don't forget, kids, to tell your mother about Hargrove's emulsified nose rubs. There's nothing unpleasant about them. They don't run out of your nose and make you messy. They don't run down the back of your throat and make you sickish. And what's more, they don't burn or cause much of a headache. So tell your mother you want to be just like Captain Flashman and own your own bottle of Hargrove's Emulsified Nose Drops. And don't forget, boys and girls, to tune in again next time for another in the continuing intergalactic adventures of Captain Flashman, Defender of the Universe! Thanks for listening to Captain Flashman, Defender of the Universe. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show and give us a glowing review. And if you're feeling exceptionally good-hearted, go to the Captain Flashman website and become a supporter of the show, where every dollar you pledge goes to help Captain Flashman fight evil in the universe. And of course, remember to tune in again next time for another thrilling episode of Captain Flashman, Defender of the Universe. <laughs>